Blog Talk Radio. Shifting his eating habits, 
and shifting his lifestyle to a more healthier lifestyle in order to let him live longer. And so, you know, finding a, you know finding something that can improve your health so dramatically. I mean, I was going down that same road. I mean, the blood pressure issue came as a hereditary thing. I mean, I wasn't overweight when I got into 20. I was actually an athlete, you know, graduated high school, working in a bank, and uh, passed out one day and found out that my blood pressure was it skyrocketed. And eventually, you know, I was it was labile hypertension back then, which came when I and my stress level was high, but eventually set in to be a full blown hypertension. And I was on meds for 20 years. Um, I was pre-diabetic. The doctor told me that you know you're you're only a few pounds or, or a few bad choices away from being a full-blown insulin-dependent diabetic like your parents. Um, and the only thing that really turned both of those um, things around was completing this protocol. Not only is my not only do I not take any type of blood pressure medications, no blood sugar medications. Uh, my blood pressure is actually you know ridiculously low compared to where it's been for most of my life. Um, to me, that is more important than the physical aspect of what I got from the diet. But to be honest with you, you know, I could tell people that, but really, what you, they see what they see is what they believe. You know, internally, you can't see what my organs are doing, but they, you know. So God, you know, God blessed me the fact that I got the results that at least brought attention to the fact that you could transform your body with this protocol, and hence you guys are here. And that is, if that's the vessel that would need to be put out there, then I'm blessed to be that vessel. But I also wanted to talk about this health benefit of it because all of us have people in our family that we're watching slowly dying or that may, that may leave us way before their time because dieting is too difficult. Losing weight on most protocols is extremely long, arduous task that takes a huge level of discipline and willpower and most of us don't make it to the point to where we actually reach our goal and transform our bodies to a point where we actually realize that we don't want to ever go back. Um, when you get partially there, when you get partially done, when you kind of lose, you know, half the weight, but you still have somewhere else to go, that half always seems to, you know, you stop thinking of weight off the weight, but it seems to come back because you really didn't get to a point where you kind of go, man, this is what it feels like to look, this good. This is what it feels like to be back in the clothes that I wanted to be in for 20 years. This is what it feels. This is what it feels like to get compliments. You know, I mean, you don't really think about it. But I, my my wife was at uh, Jenny was at the nail salon today, and she asked me to bring her a coffee, and I went and bought her a coffee. And one of the nail ladies that owned the store just looked over and said, "Colin, man, you look really, really good." Now she just saw me, you know, saw us last week at the nail salon or a week before that, and they're unsolicited. But I got to tell you, it does feel nice that, that that people recognize when you just look healthy and you feel healthy, and it puts you to a point where you're like, you know what, I'm, I don't want to go back to looking and feeling the way I did. And so I wanted to put this out there, put this information out there, and I'll be able to call up here in a few minutes. But I wanted to put this out there because, like I said, we all have people we love, and if it's not just for the fact of losing weight to look good and fit into the holiday clothes that are coming, you know, and the New Year's resolutions that will be coming at the end of the year, but to reach out to somebody you love and say, look, I have something that will help you feel better, and in turn, guess what? You'll look better on top of that. That's the bonus. You'll actually look better. Um, that's what needs to be shared because we can't do it by ourselves. We all have. That's why we're all a family. Every time you're on this phone or every time you get an email, you're a part of the family. And what I ask of you is that I ask you to share the love and share the experience um, that you're experiencing with as many people as you can because we don't have the billions of dollars that the, you know, that the weight loss industry has to sell the crap they want to sell, and they'll spend a million dollars on a commercial to sell packaged foods that are full of preservatives that are basically set up to continue to force to, to give us the cravings to eat it over and over again versus something that actually will reset your hypothalamus gland or reset your weight set point and give you a, a, a zero balance, if you will, to actually start your life over and make the choices you want to make. Now, some will make choices that, that maybe they won't be in their best interest, and it may take you a while to, to sabotage yourself back to where you're at, but guess what? I mean, eventually you'll realize that that's not what you want to do. But on the most part, I believe that when all of us get to a point where we just are feeling so proud of ourselves and so and, and so grateful for having our lives back and our health back, 
and the, and the ability to do the things that we used to remember that we were able to do at any age, it doesn't matter how old you are, it's really hard for you to, to try and dig in there and sabotage yourself. So that's what was on my heart to share. And Jay and I were talking about it, that if our fish, she was talking about her, her father passed away a year and a half ago. Um, same thing, heart attack, um, heart failure. You know, his arteries were, you know, 90% plugged or something. It was really, really ridiculous. And we didn't realize how sick he was for years until he went to, you know, you know, move out his, move him out of his house, stuff out of his house. And he looked in his bedroom in his medicine cabinet, and he had all kinds of medications. I mean, nitroglycerin and all kinds of crazy stuff that we had no clue that he was taking just to be able to function on a daily basis. And, I mean, that's not quality of life, man. That's just not quality of life. I, I can tell you, I, just, I remember just, you know, worrying when I ran out of my meds and how you know, if I couldn't get them right away that my blood pressure would skyrocket, my eyes would be bloodshot, I'd have a headache, and I could tell my pressure was up. And just that, that feeling of anxiety of, of needing this, knowing that I need to take this pill in order for me just to feel okay. And uh, I don't miss those days at all. don't miss those days at all. And, you know, we're here in our late 40s, and we're going, you know what, if our parents lived the lives that we were living, that we're living right now, if they just had the information and the opportunity that we have right now, they would still be here with us. There's a good chance they would still be here with us. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a sad thought when you think about it, that there's people that we love that are no longer here because they didn't get the information or they didn't know they had, cho- you know, they know they had choices. And we all know we have choices. We all know that we're eating poorly at times. But i got to tell you that, you know, information is, knowledge is king. And when you, when you have a certain, certain level of knowledge, you, you, can't, you can't put your head in the sand any longer. And i got to tell you that, um, you know, one thing about Kevin Trudeau's book that I, I, I still respect to this day, because even though he's a little eccentric and he's a little over the top at times, he did open my eyes to the fact that, you know, all of the stuff and the foods that, that, are, that are out there are systematically designed for us to crave them over and over again, that basically we are addicts. We're, we're, we're all basically addicted to these foods that are, that are mainstream America and that there's almost sugar in every single thing that you can – that you get your hands on. I had an email from a young lady that finished the protocol. She's in phase four. She's like, what do you, what do you drink? Because all I can drink is water and tea because it doesn't seem everything I look at, I try to find even juice, they all have sugar in it. How do you get around that? And I said, you know, <laughs> I said, you pretty much have the beverages of choice for us. We drink water and tea, and uh, we maybe uh, drink our little lemonade we make with stevia and sparkling water, and we get uh, natural fruit juice that has no added sugar and we add stevia to it, but you are, you're lim- your, your choices are limited. I mean, realistically, there are, there are too many beverages out there that you can find that, that don't have sugar in it. There's not too many foods that you can find. They're not all natural foods um, that are grown, you know, then they're going to have some sort of sugar in it. So it's, it is a conscious choice that you really have to fight the battle of dealing with the system and not, not finding yourself to be finding yourself prey and being victim of victimized by the system again. So I applaud you for taking this journey. I applaud you for realizing that you're going to have to make a shift. And, um, but if we all make the shift together, just little by little and build our own little army, I mean, then we can just spread the word out. And once, once you have the information, then you're making a conscious choice to either, live longer or not live longer, stay healthy and, or not stay healthy, stay thin or not stay thin, and you've got to take responsibility for it. And that's okay because now you're, you're making that choice. And it doesn't mean you can't have any, any of the things that are out there that taste good, um, it just, but it's just a matter of, you know, how often, and, you know, how often you, want to, you want to make that choice and, 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 and how much you want to exercise to counteract it. As Janie says, you're in the kitchen preparing dinner and, and shouting out comments, but... Um, so, you know, that's the part of the conversation I wanted to talk about today. And we're going to open up the lines. And, and just, just to give you a little bit of precursor, I hope that you guys open up and you share, you know, your experiences, your stories. A couple of, couple of ground rules, if you will. Please note that there are other people in line that want to talk. So let's try and keep the questions and answers to about five minutes max. Um, also, you know, Jake and I are not doctors. We, and we got a lot of medical questions last 
last week on personal ailments that really I don't really feel comfortable giving you medical advice on it. I really, it's, it would be irresponsible for me to give you medical advice because I'm not a doctor. Now, I understand where a lot of you are coming from because you can ask your doctor a lot of these questions or, or ask about this diet, and, and some doctors, you know, if they don't know about the diet or if they don't know enough about it, will just answer you in a, in a way that's probably not very positive, um, you know, versus their egos get in the way, basically, and, and, it's, and it's unfortunate. But if you get an answer from your doctor that doesn't sound like it makes sense, or if your doctor can't give you a reasonable under, uh, explanation for why he or she feels the way they feel about your ailment versus, you know, it, with ACG or whatever the case may be, then get another opinion. I can only give you my personal opinion with regards to me personally or people that I've spoken to personally and share their answers or experiences but I really don't want to get, I really won't be giving you any kind of medical advice. Um, with that said, um, you know, ask away and, and we'll just have to defer when we have to defer. So um, if you don't know how the, uh, the answering of the questions goes, I think if you push one on your phone, it puts your hand up on my screen, which allows me to open the lines for you. To, and there's a lot of people on the call. Surprisingly, I didn't expect to have so many people on the call. When you talk about health and dieting, I, I thought not too many people would be interested in that aspect of it. Um, and that will allow you to put your hand up and ask your question, and we'll try and answer it, and then we'll move on to the next caller in the order in which they come up. Um, like I said, this, we have 40 minutes, basically, of open Q&A. It's a great opportunity for you to either ask your question, share your experience, um, share your success. I love other people. Love to be able to identify with other people like them. Um, so sharing your success is huge. Sharing your failures, your frustrations is huge too. Because like I said, this is you know not everybody has the same exact experience. So I forty minutes. So with that said, I will open the lines. Now I have a couple hands up. So I'm just going to take them in the order that they were received. So the first caller on the line, your area code is 678, and your prefix starts with 887. You're on the air. Uh, yes, I would like to know, uh, when you're doing phase three, uh, are you eating less meat and, and some other form of protein? Well, let, me, let me see if I got that. Like what are we doing in phase three? Are we eating less meat and some other? Yeah, less meat and more other sources of proteins like cottage cheese or protein drinks? Well, yes. Okay, great great question. And I'll answer that question. Actually, I don't eat less meat. I eat, I eat more. I mean, are, you saying, are you saying meat as the form of meat or, just, or are you talking about meat? Yeah, protein? you know, it's like chicken, 100 grams of chicken. Yeah. I had read somewhere where it says don't eat any more than 100 grams of chicken a day. And no, you get no, no, other no. proteins other ways. In phase three? Or any meat, you know. Yeah, in phase three, I absolutely, in phase three is where I actually increase my protein intake pretty dramatically, even though my calorie, my calories are being restricted over a three-week period of time, and I'm, if, you, if you listen to my phase three system, um, we kind of, we increase our, our calories gradually over a three-week period, but as far as protein to carb ratio and vegetable fruit ratio, my protein is about a gram a gram a day of protein per body weight. So I increase my protein. Now, to also answer your question, I also supplement my protein with yogurt, uh, Greek yogurt, especially peanut butter, uh, cottage cheese, uh, especially in the evening because cottage cheese is a great casein protein, which is a slow-acting protein, uh, which is great for your body late in the evening so your body continues to keep burning fat overnight. Um, but absolutely, if there's an Increase in protein intake because that's when we're really also increasing our exercise regimen and releasing the restrictions on lifting weights, heavy weights, and uh, what have you. So absolute increase in calorie, increase in protein in phase three. Well, that, uh, so I could uh, have, uh, say, uh, maybe four servings of meat at 100 grams, maybe four times a day. Sure, sure. I, I think it's ideal if you eat six times a day. So you can have a protein, a source of protein in every meal. It doesn't have to be meat protein, but like I said, eggs, one meal, peanut butter and apples, one you have the snack, and then you have your, your frozen, I mean, your, your Greek yogurt or your cottage cheese or your chicken breast or whatever it is. Yeah, if you're eating protein, protein and vegetable and fruit in every meal, you're, you're in good shape. Okay. Thank you. All right. That's a great question. 
and um, and we, that's a great question because if you realize the way you're eating on the protocol, you're eating you know the eating the way that you know that we were told you're supposed to eat. You know, have your six servings of fruits and vegetables a day, and have your protein with every meal. And you've kind of gotten in the habit of doing that. But the funny thing is when people get off the protocol, all of a sudden they stop eating that, that, those great combinations of foods and they start going back to the convenient foods, which don't give you those fruits and vegetables and proteins you need. So if you continue to eat the way you're eating but just increase the amount of food and now you can open up the variety of food choices, the variety of protein choices, you'll find you'll maintain your weight very easily. You'll be able to build strength and muscle and not gain weight. So this is a great question. Thank you very much for that. Um, caller number, your Eric code 95285. You're next. You're on the air. Hi, how's it going? 985 Erica. Go ahead. All righty, good. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Okay, good, yeah. Um, big question. Um, my name's Q here in, um, down here around the New Orleans area, and I just got introduced to HCG diet. Um, a little while ago to do my research. So I went ahead and decided to go ahead and go in with it, especially after my doctor even suggested it. Um, wow, it's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, a gentleman at my gym, he's um, he's actually instructing and helping people or offering his services as a trainer with doing the HCG, uh, HCG diet. First time I ever heard of it, I was a little skeptical, did my research as my primary care, and she, well, before I asked her, she suggested it to me, and that's how we got into it even more. And she was saying that, you know, it's a, as far as she can see, it's very viable and it's very good. So, and it seems to be the industry's best kept secret so far. Um, so, I decided that I wanted to go ahead and try it. So I was going around, I stumbled across you on the internet, uh, one, of, one of your blogs about mixing. Started looking at some more of your stuff, and you seemed very reliable. So I immediately signed up for your um, for your newsletter. Yes. Once I once I did the newsletter, I because I was trying to find somewhere to actually order from. Took your suggestions. I ordered it. In fact, I've got package one, which is my mixing supplies, coming tomorrow, and then my other one. I called the company and it should be coming sometime later in the week or maybe at the beginning of next week. Now. I'd right. like to say, I'm sorry? Yeah, that's great. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so all that was to say, I'm kind of at odds right now. The gentleman at the gym is offering his services for $200 to help me to go through all the questions and everything, and I've downloaded your book, and I'm going through it, and I'm contemplating maybe I can do this on my own. And I wanted to get your opinion. Do you feel that as a novice, and especially with you know with you know with following your advice and everything, would that be supported enough, or are you available support enough to where the two hundred dollars really you know signing up with someone else it doesn't make too much sense? Well, that's a great that's a great question too. Thank you for that. And like I said, I definitely don't want to get in the way of someone else's prosperity. But the, the whole goal of the website the book, the, everything, was to make it so people could do this on their own and do it from home as far as the cost factor because this protocol my wife and I did through a doctor, we spent over $1,500 to follow the protocol, didn't really get any support. We had to do through trial and error, which ended up being for us the best thing in the world because you know, it, this is what came out of it. I mean, the book came out of it, the recipe came out of it, we had to do trial and error, but for it, it is. A, it can be a very intimidating process, especially when you're taking injections and you're trying to follow up a, a, a diet and people have busy lives. So, yes, I think you can absolutely do this protocol by following the website. And I don't know if you actually got our, our, our book book or you got to download the, the manuscript off of, the, um, off of our website. Um, however, yeah. our book definitely, definitely walks you through the actual process, day-to-day -day process of the protocol. Um, so I, I believe you have everything you need. Um, if, it, if it's our book, you even had a workout regimen you could follow and, and, and completely, you know, transfer your body. So I, I, I believe you have everything you need to complete this protocol from the comfort of your own home and have great success. Um, some people like the face-to-face, hands-on um, approach, which is very rarely, very rarely available without a huge price tag. 
attached to it. So um, that's personal choice. But if I have to be honest with you, I, the goal of the website and everything else, even the goal of the website itself, gives you enough support. And plus, I, have, I and people email me all the time. I respond to all my emails. I mean, so I think you have what you need. Okay, well, that's not, that sounds perfect. Yeah, because like I said, I've got the full gambit of questions as far as, you know, when to, in, what time of day to inject, how, you know, well, I think I've seen how much to inject and where to inject and, you know, dieting parts, you know, the eating parts shouldn't be too bad for me. You know, the 500 calorie is, you know, it's a, a big shocker, but it's really not too, too much for me. My main thing is that I learned is with this, I've, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very heavy into powerlifting. I love lifting heavy weights. And I know right. now, and especially of actually kind of meditating on it, realizing that this diet along with heavy lifting is not going to work. But cardio naturally is, you know, is recommended and is good, and it's the thing that's going to expedite the weight burning off. Well, this is the, this is the thing, just, just so you know. Whatever your body is used to doing, Okay, that in most cases you're going to be able to do. Now, if you're, if you're lifting extremely heavy weights, we're talking about major powerlifting, then you, you would definitely have to cut back on the amount of weight. But keep in mind that the 500 calories is the, the limited amount of calories your body needs in order for, for the ACG mechanism to flush the fat into your system. But you are getting 3,000 calories, around 3,000 calories of fat into, fat into your system on a daily basis from your own fat which you're getting nutrients and protein from. The 500 calories is feeding your muscles and, and, and basically keeping your system functioning and, and keeping right below the radar. But, uh, you know, our, we found that our, our workout, when we got into the more aggressive parts of our workout, which were pretty brutal, um, now they weren't, they weren't heavy, heavy lift, they weren't heavy, heavy weight, but they were pretty brutal. They, we still had the strength and stamina to do it. I would tell you that I would definitely not go to the extremes of your heavy lifting, but I would not eliminate your heavy lifting because you're, you're built, you've built this muscle up under whatever it is you're trying to shred off and to let it sit for six weeks, it's going to atrophy, and, you shouldn't, and losing muscle is going to only counteract your fat loss. So I would definitely dial it down a little bit, but not eliminate your power, not eliminate your lifting. Okay. And good. definitely go by how you feel. And definitely go by how you feel. If you feel like you have all the energy in the world, then that's the perfect. I always tell people, listen to your body. Your body's going to tell you exactly what you can and cannot do. And if you're physically tired or fatigued, then that doesn't mean it means back off today. Don't, don't do anything. So listen to your body, follow the instructions, and you should be perfectly fine, too. All right. Sounds perfect. Well, be on the lookout for me. I will definitely be in touch with you as soon as I get my package, in fact, and I'll continue reading. All right, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So next in line here, but yet, um, you guys want to put your hands up? Come on now. Yeah, all the, and it's usually every, whenever you, you okay, all right, Friday, we're done, and then all of a sudden the, the lines light up. You're on this, you know, come on, let's participate in the call and, and, and ask a question um, that's been on your mind, a concern, um, a triumph, an obstacle. This is the time that we share with each other and help each other. This is a verbal, you know, ATG diet forum. <laughs> it's an opportunity to actually talk to one another and share our experiences. So hit block dial one because right now the hands are up. And um, let's see if this is another one. 313, I don't think that was Q, so let's see. 313-467, uh, you're on the air. Hello, Colin, how are you? Hey, who's this? This is Karen from hey, Detroit. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Um, I called last week. I had the question um, about the... Uh, being on your cycle and the sweets, and uh, I guess it was your wife or the lady that is also on the call gave me a a recipe to make chocolate. I wasn't successful in doing that because I had some questions about the coconut oil. Um, I was reading in your manual that you can have a, a serving, a teaspoon or something like that of coconut oil twice a day. Right. Okay, what is that? What's the purpose of the coconut oil? Well, the coconut oil, I mean, it's got many purposes. Number one, coconut oil is a great source that, that, that basically helps your body uh, neutralize fat and, and, and release fat. But also that, you know, you're not allowed to really have any type of oils to cook with on this protocol. 
So right. people find themselves having to eat pretty dry food. We found the coconut oil served more than one purpose. Not only did it make your food taste better, you can actually saute onions and garlic and we make scallops and, you know, shrimp scampi and use the oil to, to wow. saute the vegetables. So it makes the food cool. taste ten times better. Um, but my wife, Janie, is the one that gave you the... Uh, the chocolate right. uh, recipe, um, <laughs> which is which is something that we get to enjoy quite often around here, guilt <laughs> okay. free chocolate, um, and and she really kind of did that because she has she she's a, she likes chocolate around that time of the month, so she decided she's going to figure out a way to make it happen and not and, and not be able to break protocol. So for you ladies okay. out there um, that get a craving for chocolate um, around your cycle time. This is where you definitely have to make up the calories. So what's going to happen is you're going to use your coconut oil to make your chocolate, um, but you're going to have to give it up. Either, either commit to spending an extra 30 minutes walking or getting on the treadmill, you know, offset those calories somehow, but you definitely can, instead of, instead of suffering through the cravings, uh, especially during that time of month, this is a way of, of curbing that, you know, nipping it in the bud without, without feeling like you need to break protocol. Right. I have another 20-something days to worry about that. My next question is, I was really at a standstill um, during my cycle. I would go up a pound and down a pound. I had to uh, step back and notice what was I doing different, and I was chewing gum every other day, uh, and I chose Orbit gum. I Googled gum and HCG, and it said you can chew Orbit gum. But um, I think that was hindering me from even losing um, ounces or a pound or whatever. So I cut the gum out totally. But my um, um, uh, real question for this evening is I have the recipe for the detox bath, which I'm going to do this evening. Can you use orange juice instead of an orange? Uh, I'll ask a good question. Yeah, because are we talking about freshly <laughs> orange juice, or are we talking about the processed well, not, orange juice? Well, not concentrate, but, you know, something maybe even with the pulp in it. I, I don't know. It was just uh, when I yeah. mentioned it to people, uh, they say, well, can you use orange juice? And I said, no, it has to be orange, but I figured I'd at least ask. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the reason why they have the orange in there is, is apparently the orange actually somehow somehow neutralizes the dizziness you get from being in a very hot bath for, for a long period of time. Um, it's got its additional reasons for that. And I don't, I don't see the difference between an orange and an orange and the juice of an orange, to be honest with you. To me, to me that's really what it's getting. Um, but I really don't know the answer to that. I guess it's one of those things, you know, you could live, live like I live and just do trial and error. I mean, it's like, well, I don't know. I test and find out the results. <laughs> so, um, but in logic, I don't see any reason why the juice from an orange would be any different than an orange itself. Does that make sense? Hello? Hello? Did it lose you? Oh, I think I blocked or something. I must have blocked you accidentally. You there? I'm here. Can you Hello? hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I must have hit the button that muted you out. I'm sorry. So, yeah, okay. I, I, I don't really see that there'd be much of a difference in, in, in that. I mean, I mean, I figure if you're going to get the juice from an orange, you might as well use the orange, right? Or exactly. Yeah, and I mean, uh, how much sea salt? Um, I think it's like uh, Epsom salt. I think it's Epsom, like a half a box of Epsom salt and then a half a box of baking soda and lemon juice and orange juice. Some or actually an orange juice. I mean the juice of an orange. So and it also I think says the, sea salt. I'm sorry. A sea salt. It also yeah. says sea salt. Yeah, I don't know the exact uh, recipe to be honest with you. It's on it's on my website though. Uh, the the okay. video is on my website. So you want to go to the how-to vids, and it should be there. Yeah, I'm just going to try it, um, trial and error, and maybe next week I'll, I'll be able to tell you what what it is that works best. Um, yeah, we'll report back. That'd be, that'd be great. That'd be cool. And, all um, right. Yeah, and I chew gum. I mean, I, I, trust me, your gum was like my lifesaver throughout the protocol, and I didn't seem to have any adverse effects on me um, chewing gum. So I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint anything other than it being my cycle that um, had me at 
such a standstill. I mean, I would either stay at the same weight, lose a pound, and then go back to that same weight. I never technically gained, right. but I never lost and kept it off. So yeah, that's I just, just the cool thing on your cycle anyway. I mean, the body just okay. kind of goes into this weird state for a few days. So it's all good. It's all good. So should I add gum or should I wait to another week to just kind of see how my, my system does? If you, I mean, if, if it's going to set you in this, you know, this mode where you kind of like, you can never figure out what it is, then then I would go without it. But I don't really think the gum is the issue. In my personal opinion, I don't think the gum is the issue because, like I said, I chewed gum like it was going out of style. Probably more gum than I should have chewed. Beyond okay. I probably had a I probably had a, a good ninety calories a day in gum because I think they're like five okay. five five calories a stick, and I I, I eat two at a time, so. So if I uh, if I, I do a little more cardio, then I can I can make up for chewing that gum, then right? I absolutely. mean, if I do some uh, walk or something, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, okay. girl. Appreciate it. Um, any All other right. suggestions oh. on how to get the cellulite off your thighs, other than walking or working out? Any other special technique? I would just let the diet do what it's going to do. Once you okay. once you have once you have I mean, people, people realize that the goal of this diet is to, is to reach the end, and the end is not what you think your weight should be. It's, what, it's, it's allowing the, the diet to take your body to your actual perfect weight set point. But it, what that means is that it's going to basically utilize all of your abnormal fat and only leave behind your structural muscle and your structural fat, which means if all of your abnormal fat has been removed or 90% of it has been removed from your body, it doesn't leave any room for cellulite. So if okay. you let the diet do what it needs to do and just help it along by, by being active and being mobile, um, uh-huh. you should see that problem take care of itself. Okay, wonderful. It's well, well lifting. Yeah, it's well lifting. Nice talking to you. I'll talk to you next you week. You too. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. All right. The next caller, you are calling from a number that just shows up as a bunch of ones, so I'm going to have to just hope you know who you are. You're just a one, maybe a Skype line or something. So you're on the air. Um, Hi, Mr. Khan. How are you? Who's this? Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. What was your name? I'm sorry. Cher. Cher. Oh, Cher. Hi, Cher. Hi. Hi. How are you? You good? You mentioned my email earlier. Um, Just have a quick few questions. Do we MMP4? Do we count our Calories and do we eat only when we're hungry or um, and also do we stop eating when we're full? Okay, and in phase two or in phase three phase or what? Four, phase four. Phase four. I mean, so you're done. You're done phase two, phase one, two, and three, and now you're in your your, your back to life phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure we're where we're at. Um, yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's break those down. The first one says, do you eat when you're hungry? Yeah. When you're hungry. And then the other one says, eat when, stop eating when you're full. So far, it sounds like makes good sense to me. And what was the other one? <laughs> um, do we count, count calories? Count calories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to be, a, you know, that's, that's going to be a, I would say yes, because that's, that's, that's the life we live here. Okay, so... First question, eat when, you're, eat when you're hungry. Absolutely eat when you're hungry. As long as you're, you're not, if you realize you're not hungry all day long, then obviously that wouldn't be a good thing. But, you know, eating when you have real hunger versus emotional hunger is definitely a smart thing to do. But I would definitely try to, to put a schedule to your eating because your body's going to adapt to your schedule. So if you make a point of eating every three hours, um, putting either you know either a snack or some sort of a nice portion meal, um, you'll find that your body will adjust to that, and, and you'll you'll eat comfortably when you're hungry, but not overeat. Portion control is an absolute absolute must. I mean, that is definitely one of the major keys to successful eating in the real world. And I think that, that a lot of people don't realize that, that when you go to a restaurant. The restaurant portions that you're giving in most restaurants, except for the fancy French places where you get the little teeny, little teeny thing in the middle of the plate, that's probably mm-hmm. the way we should be eating. But most restaurant portions are designed for three people. I mean, they're not that's not right. a normal portion. So what happens? We go to the restaurant and we eat this food, and your body takes about 30 minutes for it to process the fact that it's, it's full enough. 
Most people on average finish their meal within 15 minutes. So when you're already eating and stuffing, you're, you're actually just stuffing your, your body way beyond the full point um, because it, the mechanism that tells you you're full is hitting after, you know, way after you've actually scarfed down the whole plate. So by spacing out your, um, your, your meal throughout that 30-minute period will definitely help you decrease your portions. But I'll tell you the trick that Janie and I do all the time when we go to a restaurant. We find something that we both like on the menu, and we split it, and then we usually get a salad and split that, and it ends up being the perfect portion for both of us because we're not eating two separate meals and taking home doggy bags. If you're taking home doggy bags, then you obviously got too much food. I mean, it just makes sense, right? So right. when you go out with friends and family members, try to find someone that, that wants to like the same thing you like, and so you guys split dishes because not only you save some money, but it definitely will save you, to, save you from overeating and having that stuffed, stuffed feeling afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. Another way at home to, to, uh, to manage your portions that just like on the diet, your hand, the palm of your hand is a great portion um, uh, measurement for each individual person. So your, your okay. hand is going to be the right portion for you. So by using your meat portions and your vegetable portions, if you use a handful of whatever it is you're having and put it on your plate, that will usually be the right size for you. So it's an easy way to monitor your, your dishes. So you've got a handful of salad. You know, if, you know, if a piece of chicken breast fits in the palm of your hand, that's probably a nice size chicken breast for yourself. Um, whatever the other vegetables are, a handful is usually a perfect portion for yourself. Um, last, what was the other question? Eat when you're hungry. Um, eat near full, actually. And calorie yeah. count, yes. Um, now, i got to say that Janie is more religious about this than I am. And she, <laughs> and, and she talked about this last week about... There's a software that we use called MyFitnessPal.com. It's also an iPhone app. It's a Droid app. It's a computer, you know, you can use it on your computer. Really cool for the iPhone because literally the reason why we like this software program so much is because it's got such a huge database that so far it doesn't matter what grocery store we go to, it doesn't matter if we go to Costco or Vons or Ralph's or Whole Foods, we can put in the brand or whatever it is we're, we're picking up the name of it, it'll find it in their list. It'll tell us the exact calorie count, the portions, um, even the protein, the carb uh, ratio, the sugar ratio, the whole nine yards. So in essence, everything we eat, we just log in. Now, she makes her own special recipes sometimes, so she logs that those recipes in her memory bank, if you will. And so whenever we repeat those dishes, it tells us the calorie intake. Now, the one of the tricks that Danny's used, she talked about last week, that works very well for her is that she designed, actually we both kind of do it. I just do it. I kind of do it more in my head. She does it more on the computer. But we design out what we're going to ha- what our food is going to be for the day. So we already know what we're going to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner kind of ahead of time. She plugs it into the system. It tells her if she's in within calorie count, if we're going to exercise that day. We plug in our exercise. It actually adds back the calories that we can actually consume. So a lot of times at the end of the day, we go, hey, we got 600 calories left over, 400 calories, let's go down and have a frozen yogurt. So we get to enjoy the things we like um, without idea. having to look back and go, oh, sh- shoot, man, we, we had 4,000 calories a day. We weren't, we weren't being conscious. i got to tell you that, that the part of living a healthy lifestyle is being conscious um, mm-hmm. I think we all got to the point where we're at, and we were at at our heaviest because we were unconscious and kind of just like living day in and just putting things in our mouth. So being you counting calories, if you will, or at least logging your calories or keeping track of them um, mm-hmm. to the best of your ability is a way for you to stay present. So okay, that was a long winded answer, but um, I right. think it was great, great questions, great questions, because Thank that's you. what Thank I really want to know. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. Bye. Huh? I mean, that's a, really that's a good question because everyone really wants to know how they're going to stay, keep that ACG body for life. And really, the choices you make after getting the weight off is going to be an easy process. Getting, you know, getting going through phases one, two, and three, I believe, probably the easiest protocol I've ever followed. Just because it's systematic, it's laid out for you. You get instant results almost every day. You get to get to live it, feel it, and experience it. It's live. It's not three years from now. It's right now. Um, but once you got to that point and you go back to the, in the real world, how do you live in the real world? And so those are some tips we gave right now that helps you live in the real world. And it doesn't mean that you, can, you can't, you know, go off the deep end every once in a while, but 
but you will appreciate those days and, 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 and not appreciate them. A lot of times when you try to eat certain foods that you, that you used to love, you'll realize that they don't taste the same anymore. They do not. I remember we got a Coke or something a few weeks back. Diet Dr. Pepper used to be one of Jane's favorite uh, soft drinks. Took two sips of it, and it just tasted so horrible. She gave it to me, and it tastes equally horrible. We ended up throwing the whole can away, and it was like, wow, man, those used to be the best. So it's kind of weird how your taste buds change. I mean, it's one thing i got to tell you that I can I listen to all these people and their, their theories about this diet and how they think it's just a low-calorie diet. HEG has nothing to do with it. Anybody can lose weight without HEG, blah, blah, blah. You know what? i got to tell you that food cravings is the biggest cause of us being obese in, in America. There literally people that said that people who have an obesity disorder you begin to have this insatiable hunger and craving for things that are beyond your ability to stop them. And that's why it's so frustrating. And, and I'm telling you, to get rid of those those cravings is like, like being off heroin or being off Coke or being off something else, being addicted to something and being off of it because it does, just doesn't appeal the same way to you. So uh, that's a great question, great question. Let's see if we have any other questions here. We got other time. Uh, 13 minutes. We're doing good. Um, anyone else? Okay, I still see some hands up, but I think they're the same people we spoke to. And so you're going to take your hand down. Um, I still think this is one, too. But hands up. I'm going to check in real quick to see. 678, is that still UQ or somebody uh, else? Yeah, uh, uh, that's the console. Um, I had a drop call. Oh, you had a drop call? Okay. Did you have did you have another question that went your hands up or you just it's just no. stuck up there? Okay. <laughs> All right, thanks so much. All right guys, we got thirteen minutes and pop those hands up. If you don't know how to do it, just hit one on your uh on your keyboard there, your phone, and it should pop your hand up. Now this one popped back up again. I don't know if it's the same number. Let's see. Three one three four six seven. Did you Yeah, I have another question. It's Karen again. I hey, Karen. um Hey, I know that you can have one Melba toast. I know I am a um, pasta, rice, carb lover, and to have that one cracker or whatever it is really is like a treat for me on the diet. But um, is there any other kind? Because I did read in another book, as long as it was a whole grain, a stone ground wheat cracker, you could have four um, a serving. So I don't know how true that is. Um, well, when I did eat the, it, I did yeah. lose. It depends on the brand that you um that you have. I know that that here when we had the uh, Melba toast, they were like little Melba crackers, and they and it was per serving was like five uh, five or six little wafers, little round wafers you could have per serving. And I gotta tell you that you know if if you are a you know pasta carboholic. It's a treat, but when I, we eliminated it completely from our diet because I found myself personally, it was like, that was like the go-to snack. I also had have only five. Next thing you know, I told myself having seven or eight. Then I had them with every meal. And it was just kind of like that, that snack with the crunch. It just, it, it just kind of, it, it just became, when I found, felt, felt myself kind of getting too, uh, wanting it too much or being too accustomed to it, I got rid of it because that just meant that I was creating another environment um, for disaster. So uh, the options I know out there, yeah, the, the Grassini breadsticks, bread sticks with the little thin, little teeny little long, thin, skinny cracker things. Then you have the Melba toast, which are either the little round wafers we talked about, or sometimes they come in a little rectangle cracker wafer. And then I saw a lot of people have been talking about wasa bread or wasa crackers. I've never had that, but that's something that I've heard people talk about that they utilized um, because it didn't uh, have the weed or what have you in it. But I would say a word of caution that, especially for the ladies, um, the breadsticks can definitely get in the way of your your, um, your weight loss. If you're if you're committed to you know you know doing the uh, you know I would say doing the body for life the HD body for life method of, 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 of that we are working out through the protocol and we are implementing cardio and we are implementing strength training and you're burning up 500 calories a day I think you can indulge the luxury of having the, the crackers if you are doing the stationary protocol or the, the basic protocol um, 
just keep an eye on it because that may be one of the things that's tilting your that may be stopping your scale from moving as quickly as you want to do. So if you find your scale stalling, throw them out and uh, and go without them. So because they can they can be a hindrance. Just that's just a word of word of caution there. But thank you for that. Okay. Thank you. Um, I see a repeat hand up again. So I don't know if you have a second question as well. So I'm going to check you the uh, the uh, share. Did you have another question? Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. This this will really silly. I'm in P4. How do you decide when to go to P4 or if you should do an, another round? Well, okay, that's a good question. You should, you should always go to P4 for some period of time, all right? So I okay. always recommend the minimum time that, you know, you go back to normal eating before you start another cycle should be a week or two. I mean, customarily mm -hmm. the protocol recommends that you're off HEG for six weeks which means three weeks okay. of maintenance and three weeks of normal eating. So um, minimum is one week of normal eating. Okay. So that's not a silly question. There are no silly questions when it comes to protocol because if you're asking me, that means someone else wants to know the answer as well. So thank you for and being brave and answering, asking that question. How long All right. can you ask yeah, me to go on? Okay, that's it. All right. Bye. Are you sure? Go ahead. No, you sure? Okay. All right. All right, guys, we're nine minutes, and let's see if I have, I think the hands that are up um, are, oh, I think my, my screen may just blink out on us. The show may choose to end itself prematurely because i got a thing on my computer saying that something's wrong with the HTTP. So if we disconnect, then I'll bid you guys adieu for the evening <laughs> because it's on the screen and it's frozen. So here it goes. See what happens. Oh, we're still here? Okay, we're still here. Um, you got a hands up, but it's just the ones that are still up. So I see a, a lot of you here on the call um, still. And you got nine, eight minutes to, to oh, here we go. See, we love some brave people out there. All right, you're 847-583. Your hands up. You're on the air. Oh, hi. Uh, this is Wendy. Actually, I was hey, wondering, I've got, how you doing? I, I've got two questions. The Grissini breadstick, I've noticed, has olive oil as the the ingredient, the main ingredient. And I thought mm -hmm. olive oil was restrict uh was to be restricted in this diet. And uh secondly, I just did an apple day yesterday. It was it was horrible. <laughs> but um I I did lose a pound. Although that's gonna be weight that's water weight. How is it possible that you're not gonna gain the water weight back the following day or the following two days? Because I know it's just for psychological purposes that people do, you know, the apple day? Well, and that's a, I think that's a great question. I mean, usually the, reason that we, usually the reason why you have temporary stalls and even temporary gains in weight is usually because of water. And especially women have distributed water in the body differently on a daily basis. And, and, and this can be a very, if you're, not, if you're just not really cool about everything and just really relax through this protocol, it can be very, you know, trying on your emotions because of the fact you could be do everything right and still see the you know the scale falter. Um, but the apple days do draw water from 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 the body in places that it's being stored that it just can't naturally be released from or it takes a longer time to release from. So in that sense it just keeps you moving in the right direction. And I do think it's got a great deal of uh, psychological effects that you lost weight, which keeps, believe me, believe me, believe you me, that your emotions have just as much to do with your weight loss as this diet does. And really how you think and feel can actually help you or hinder you. So I do believe it has multiple effects. But apple days and steak days, for whatever reason, they are some sort of miraculous thing. And for me, I'm a steak day guy. My wife is, a, is an apple day. I will do a steak day or apple day any day of the week. Um, she prefers the complete opposite. I have not to this day figured out why the steak day works so well, but it works 100% of the time um, to the tune of like five pounds for me and where I don't gain it back the next day or the day after. So I, I mean, so I haven't figured it out, to be honest with you. It's, it's uh, just weird, some kind of real cool chemical trick, but it works. So, I mean, 
it, were you stalled when you did the Apple Day? Was the reason why you did the Apple Day because you were stalled, or were you just kind of, st- kind of frustrated yeah, no, from I, not I, using I it? I stalled. Um, you know, I I probably would lose two ounces, and then I would stay the same for two days, and then the following day I would, you know, I might gain four ounces, and then I would stay the same. And it, it's just been frustrating because I follow this completely, you know, just perfectly, and and I exercise, and you know, it's just hard to believe that the scale doesn't move. It moved in the beginning. I think I'm I'm on right. day 26 or 27 today, and I didn't have all that much weight to, to lose. I had probably 15 pounds, but you know I'm I'm probably stuck at seven pounds. I have seven pounds more to go, okay. and um, so I just figured let me try the the apple day. And I'm a little bit nervous to to weigh myself tomorrow because I'm like okay I drink a lot of fluids, and I don't know if that's just like am I going to gain the water weight back. Well, yeah, but actually, if you don't drink the fluids, you'll, you'll actually hold on to water. So that the drinking the water is actually the best thing you can do for yourself because it definitely allows your body. The, the body is a brilliant mechanism, but it's also very hypersensitive and very intelligent. And it thinks that you are not taking in the amount of water it needs. It does it does the magical thing by holding on to whatever water you have. So don't be afraid to drink water. Um, but there's a couple things that you mentioned that that just having the information should make you feel more comfortable. If it's true that you really are close to your goal, then your weight loss is going to be moving very small increments. A quarter pound, you should be grateful every day for a quarter pound because that means you're still moving towards your goal. Um, I, I don't constitute a stall unless you literally have the same exact weight for three days or more without moving. If you're moving a quarter pound, and then uh, granted the quarter pound the other day, the other way it doesn't help, but it's still your body hasn't stalled. It's just fluctuating. Um, one of the things you definitely want to look into, because a lot of people who follow this diet to the T, and this is one of the major flaws that we found in the original protocol, that people are finding themselves in what's called protein edema, which means that your body is not getting enough protein, which which will automatically do with a hold on the water. 100 grams across the board on every protein choice that's on that diet, especially if you're somebody who is working out is in, in some days it's not going to be enough protein. If you're eating beef, it's probably going to be enough protein. But if you're, not, if you're eating fish or chicken or, or seafood or, or the other sort of seafoods, um, there's a good chance you're not, number one, you're way under 500 calories a day, and you're not getting enough protein, and your body's going to literally counteract that by holding on to water as a way of a safety mechanism. I always tell people that, you know, increase your protein. I have a chart on my website at atgbodyforlife.com under the food choices. It's a PDF form you can print out. It's free. You print it out, and it gives you what the correct protein amount of measurements are for every, every allowable protein on the diet. You may find if you increase your protein choices, uh, increase your protein intake, still keep your water intake the same, your body will start letting go of that extra, those extra pounds a little, a little bit more freely. Because what I think you may be experiencing is your body resisting the fact that if you're, especially if you're working out, you're not getting enough protein. Yeah, your um, your free ebook says um, with the high the high interval training, but right. at the same time, you're saying to do the resistance training. So you're saying do three three days resistance training and three days high interval training. No, no, no. High-intensity interval training is combined in one training. So we do three days on, and then we do three days of cardio, and we rest one day. So every other day you're doing um, the HIIT, and then you're doing your cardio, whatever cardio choice you choose, riding, running, treadmill, um, on the off days, and you complete complete your rest. You got 90 seconds, and you complete your rest. So... That works. That that seems to be working universally for most people, man or woman, man or age. It seems to be working, and they're not holding on to weight uh, because of the workouts. Um, so I'm talking about your food intake, your protein intake. I'm not talking about your exercise output. I'm talking about the amount of protein that's in your in your body may not be sufficient, which means your your body's holding on to water. Okay. So you can just test my theory. If I got nine thirty seconds, so I'm gonna. Test my theory for a few days, for a week. Test the theory and see if, it, see if you have any improvement. And if you don't, then you can go back to what you're doing. But I, I have a pretty good confidence that you're going to have, you're going to see a difference. Can I have like a little piece of protein before going to bed or in the morning? 
Sure. I wouldn't do it every night, but definitely, definitely I would take a, piece, a little piece of chicken breast before you go to bed, and uh, that that works for me really well. I wouldn't do it every night, but I'd do it every, you know, i do it, you know, a couple times a week, two, three times a week, especially on the days that you work out. Okay. All right. Okay, thank you. And, thank and you shoot me an email. Let me know how that goes. I mean, I, I, like I said, I'd love to, you know, help you out in any way yeah, I can. Yeah, you responded and, and, to my email, so thank you. I've been in touch with you. All right, great. I appreciate it. All right, guys, got 15 seconds, so our 10 seconds, lady just told me on the phone, so I'm going to say goodnight. I, I, if I did, we didn't get you, I'm sorry, but uh, next time we will. Uh, or email me at colin.watson22 at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to get back to you right away with whatever information I have to share with you. And uh, we appreciate you. Thanks so much for being here. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.